Thank you for joining us for the Change Lives, Changing Lives radio broadcast, a ministry of New Day Christian Church. And remember, if you are ever in our area, please stop by. We'll make you feel right at home. Now, let's join Pastor George Logan for today's message. Let's get started. So we've been talking about um, how personal is your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And I want us to really consider that because, uh, you know, here's sometimes what I think is what we have. Um, Eric, if you don't mind coming up for a second. I meet Eric, and I invite Eric into my life. And so for the next however many years, this is basically my relationship with Eric. Wherever I go, Eric, you go. And, but I never, I never talk to him. I never entreat him. I, I never, he's just there, but I don't, I don't have anything personal with him. And so, uh, to be quite honest with you, thank you, to be quite honest with you, I, I truly believe that most people stop at inception. In other words, most people stop uh, their, their relationship with Jesus Christ is just that they are on the team now. But it's, it's not personal. And I believe that, that the purpose for him coming into our lives is for the purpose of having a personal, personal relationship. So that's not just that we just say, you know, I have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It, it truly has meaning. It's, it's someone that's really in our lives and, and his, his person, his person is presented to us and we know his person and we we are gaining greater understanding of him and uh, so when people like Moses I think it was asked him show me your way he was like show me I want more I, w- I want to know you more it's, a, it's okay to, to miss hell and go to heaven that's a, that's a wonderful thing it's a great it's a great thing but why not develop our and cultivate our relationship with Jesus Christ with the person of the Holy Spirit. And, and when I say cultivate, that means there's a little bit of work involved. You've got to tiller it up and you have to spend some time with it. And so that's what we're going to talk about again today is how personal is your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I want to give a couple of foundational scriptures and then we'll get into what we want to talk about today. Uh, John 14, 15 through 17 says, If you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit. So now the Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of us who leads us into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you and later will be in you. So we find out in this particular scripture that, that, there's, that God sent the likeness of Jesus to live down on the inside of each one of us. The true likeness of Jesus, like everything that Jesus is, he put in the Holy Spirit, and Holy Spirit now lives in us, and it's good to say, instead of saying the Holy Spirit, um, which makes it a definite article, <laughs> makes him, as opposed to, uh, I don't call you the Greg, this is the Greg over here, <laughs> this is the Tim, this is the mom and the dad, uh, it's showing 
who they are, but, but what if we said, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit lives in me. Holy Spirit, how are you today? Holy Spirit, and commune with him in such a way that we're saying, it, it's just a slight thing, it's, nothing's wrong with saying the Holy Spirit, but, but what if we started saying Holy Spirit, like that's his name, and, and began to commune with him, Holy Spirit, as opposed to the Holy Spirit, saying Holy Spirit. Nothing wrong with the Holy Spirit, but we don't really say that about anyone else that we have a personal relationship with, do we? Do you, do you call her the, the mag? Sometimes, I bet you do, don't you? That's the mag. <laughs> no, we don't, we don't use that kind of terminology uh, often, do we? I mean, unless we're putting special emphasis on it. So uh, just a, a, that's just a small thing, but it might change the way we, we view the Holy Spirit. Uh, another scripture here uh, relative to his desire to be our friend. It says, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends. Who's talking here? Jesus is speaking, and he says, you are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends since I have told you everything the Father told, told me you didn't choose me, I chose you, and I appointed you to go and to produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give, will give you whatever you ask for, using my name. And then we see in Exodus where Moses says, Moses was face to face and as, a, as a friend speaks to another friend. So uh, the point we're making here is that God wants to have a personal, personal relationship with each one of us. And what does all of that mean exactly? And so there's several things we covered last week. I'm not going to go back over them this week. But uh, you can, this, if you weren't here, you can get the, the tape and, and uh, take a look at it. So today I want to talk to you about what, what is God's, what is God's, I want to build on this and talk about what is God's original intention for man. What, what did God mean for us in the very beginning? Does it, does it support that God wants to have a personal personal relationship with us does it support it all right so so I think scripture should be able to support whatever we talk about right it should be able to say if we're going to believe it then it should it should be it should be bore out in scripture the first thing I want to talk to you is is uh, personality I'm gonna give you a definition of personality uh, I just got it out of the dictionary it says personality the visible aspect of one's character as it impresses others the visible aspect of one's character as it impresses others. And number two, a person as an embodiment of a collection of qualities. So how many of you believe God is a personality? Based upon this definition, the visible aspects of one's character as it impresses others, a person as an embodiment of a collection of qualities. So in John chapter 1 it says, in in the beginning, uh, or in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then later on in that particular chapter says, and the Word, and the Word, the Logos, became flesh and dwelt among us. And then Jesus would say words like this, uh, when you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Well, what exactly did we see? 
did, did we see the Father in the fact that uh, he was clothed in, in flesh like us, or did we see something else that revealed the Father? We saw something else, didn't we? He says, the, the, the works that I do, he says, these are the evidence, this is the evidence of the Father in me. These are his attributes that he loves, that he's passionate, that he's um, uh, uh, forgiving. All of those are attributes of the Father that we saw in Jesus when Jesus walked upon the earth. Are you all with me? So the attributes, the personality of God were revealed, were revealed to us uh, through Jesus. Those attributes, those loving ways of his. And so now that is now living on the inside of each one of us. The, the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is now living in us to reveal the Father to us so that we can have a personal, personal relationship with him. So that we can really get to know him. And when we really get to know him, um, there are some things about him that, that will change our nature. All right? So let's look at some things here that I think are going to be, I hope are going to be good for you today. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1 and verse uh, 26. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. Very familiar scripture. All of us have heard it. And we've heard many versions or different teachings of it. Uh, but I want us to take a look at it relative to a personal, personal relationship of Jesus Christ of having a personal, personal relationship. Verse 26 says, Then God said, Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. I'm reading out of the, NL, uh, the New Living Translation. It says, Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and the livestock, and all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. So two things I want us to understand today is that God made all humanity in his what? In his image and in his likeness. God made man like himself. Now, prior to that, we see in all the other scriptures, he made a lot of things. And he made trees and birds and fish and all, all living things God made. And then he said, when he got to us, he said, and let us make man in our image and in our likeness. And the reason I believe he said that is because I want to have a personal, personal relationship with mankind. So, so I'm, I'm going to make him like me so that he has the capacity, the personality that me and him, he and I, creation, can actually get along or, or talk to one another and, and, and feel one another, as it were, and have a real relationship. So he made man in his image. So in the beginning, listen to this, in the beginning, the creator God personality 
desired a relationship with a created personality, man. In the beginning, the creator God, the creator God, the one who established everything, the creator God, wanted a relationship with his creation. But he couldn't have a relationship or a personal, personal relationship with anyone else other than those who had the capacity to be personal. You know what? I love my dog, Tiger. I was just talking to my neighbor just the other day, uh, yesterday, yesterday morning. And I was saying to him, I said, you know, when, when Tiger happens to expire, um, I'm going to get me another dog. That's how much Tiger means to me. But I don't have a personal relationship with Tiger. Not a personal, personal one. Because she doesn't have the capacity to really, really be personal. I mean, I can talk to her all day long, but she can't talk to me back. Y'all understand? Now, some of you that are dog lovers would probably say, yeah, she can talk to you back. Okay. So she, she can communicate, but, but not at the level that I can communicate, say, with my wife. She doesn't have that kind of capacity. You know? She can, she can, she can tell me when she's hungry. She can, she can cry for a, a dog biscuit. She, she loved to hear me tell her, you know, hey, tiger, you're so beautiful. She likes that. She really does. But she doesn't tell me that back because she doesn't have the capacity. I do believe if she could, she would. But she doesn't have the capacity to do so. Okay? But God made us in his image and in his likeness, I believe, for the purpose of having a relationship with another personality. That we have the, the personality wants to have a relationship with another personality. How many of you are, are with me in this that, that you long for another personality to be in your life? How many? I think all of us are. Even the ones who have said, I'm done, I'm done with them personalities. What is it that we're really done with? We're really done with their personality. We're, we're done with their personality. We're done with their personality. It's not the person that has hurt us. It's not the person, the, the person that has done It's their personality that has hurt us. That's what wounds us. Or that's what makes us feel good. Or that's what encourages us. Or that's what we have uh, an opportunity to talk back and forth with. That's what life is really all about. And only those who have been wounded in personality are the ones who shun personalities. Try to be away from personalities. And so at the very beginning when Adam and Eve were together and they ran from God, they ran from the personality because they felt guilty the same way you and I do. When we have offended the personality, it's not the body that we've offended. It's the personality that we have offended or has offended us. But it's also the personality that we long for, that we desire to be married to or to be in friendship with. We don't, we, don't, we don't hang around with people with no personality. 
some of you say, well, I do. <laughs> I, I, I do. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm trying to get away. No, no, it's, it's personality that attracts us. And God made us that way. God made us to want personality. God wants us to long for personality. And there's, there's something that's so powerful about being in personality or in personal relationship with another person that if it's satisfying enough, you long for no other. Well, God also made us that way toward him, that we would be in personality with him, in person with him, having such a powerful personality or personal relationship with God that we long for nothing else, that, that, that he satisfies me. I read something the other day, and it was so good. It took me a couple of minutes to kind of grab hold to what it was saying. But it, it was saying that, that we have been infected with the disease of God and. We've been infected with the disease of God and. As though God needed an and. As though God needed something to hook up to him to make us more or to, have us, to make him more desirable to us. We don't need the and part. The only time we need the and part is when, he's, when we don't, we're not developed enough or cultivated enough in his relationship. We're not cultivated enough in him. And we'll see more in scripture. When we see scriptures uh, in the New Testament talking about in Christ. That's, that's talking about a personal personal relationship. It's about the personality of one coming with the personality of another and making us that I don't need nothing else. Because here's the real deal. Here's what we have found out with all other personalities outside of God is that we do need an and. Am I right? I mean, let's just be honest here, right? Let's just be real truthful and honest here no human being is enough for us. Am I right? No, I mean none. No, no human being is absolutely enough. We need ands in our life. And not, not in some uh, perverted, unclean way. I'm not talking about I don't need another and to my wife or anything. I'm talking about I need other brothers. I need other hobbies. I need other things. But God says with God, there's no need for an and. God is enough if we develop in the personal, personal relationship. If we develop in that. And so mo most, most of us Christians are just satisfied with jumping into, uh, who, who does it, whose, whose doors we talk about uh, all the time in, in somebody's uh, doors, you know, um, when you get to heaven going into, whose doors is it? Uh, one of them angels. Yeah, you know. Gabriel's doors or somebody's, huh? They, Pete, Peter's gates, gate, whatever. <laughs> but we're satisfied at just, just making it. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I, I, I got a revelation on the, the old Negro here, uh, spirituals. Um, that we're talking about heaven, you know, uh, uh, 
we are climbing Jacob's ladder and uh, uh, by and by when the morning comes, uh, you know what? For that time in that setting, that was good enough. You know, the only hope there was was, was heaven. I mean, heaven. I mean, we, we're going to go to heaven one day. And, and, that, and if you had been there, you would have been singing them same songs. I'm telling you. So, so I, I've come to the conclusion, let's not be too hard on those songs. Because that's all that they had was heaven, man. Every, it was all hell around them except for the, the, the possibility, the hope of heaven. And it, and it, and it encouraged them and made them, made them get through some difficult times. So thank God for those. But the issue was is that they were not being informed of the Bible. They, weren't, they didn't have that opportunity to grow in the Word of God, in the teaching of the Word of God. It was withheld from them because they knew that, that they don't need to have a personal, personal relationship. They don't want them to know that they can have a personal, personal relationship with the God of all, Almighty God. So now that we've grown a little bit, we've gotten a little more sophisticated in our songs because we've learned and we've grown and we've developed in some things. So we know that God, right now, present day, he wants us to have a personal, personal relationship with him right now. Are you all with me? Every day that we can talk to God. And, and, and scriptures here bear it out. We have a kindred personality with God. I won't even say it like this. I want to go so far as to say that we are of the God class. We're not God. There's only one God presented in three, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But we are of the God class in the sense that we can have a personal, personal relationship with him. Matter of fact, I think the, one of the things that, that, that Jesus probably uh, really uh, affected him is that, that, that the people of Israel were not given over to him so that they could have a personal relationship. All they knew about God, they knew from the law. They only knew him from the Torah. They didn't have a personal, personal relationship. Now, now the, 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 the Messianic Jews now, they, they are now gaining a, a personal, personal relationship with Jesus Christ. They're learning, they're learning about Adonai. As a personal person. And you and I can as well. Matter of fact, you will not be satisfied in life until you have a personal, personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, nothing will ever, ever really quench your thirst until you start having and cultivating a personal, personal relationship with Jesus Christ. None of this stuff that we do, as I said last week, none of the things we do relative to prayer, relative to worship, relative to giving, relative to loving, none of it will make sense until you have a personal, personal relationship with Jesus Christ. None of it. It just won't make sense. It'll just be going through the motion. So God made us to have a kindred personality with himself, as himself. 
He made us in his image and in his likeness. Now, I'm not making this stuff up. The Bible says, the, you, you go look at it for yourself. You define what does it mean to have, be in his image and his likeness. Don't you think that's a little uppity, George? Well, you know, the angels even said, what is man? Come on, God, what is man that you are mindful of him? I mean, why are you so attracted to them? I mean, I mean, what about us? We're angels. God said, no, I made them in my image and in my likeness. I believe that's also what begets the devil as well. Like, man, he made them in his image and his likeness. Think about that just for a minute. I mean, I love trees, but I'm not married to a tree. I do. I love squirrels, but I'm not married to a squirrel. I don't have a squirrel for a best friend. Are y'all getting my drift here? In other words, God says, I love my creation, but I love the ones that I created in my image and in my likeness because I want to. I want to have personality time with them. I want them to, to know me, and I want them, me to know them, even though I know them all. But I want, to, I want that type of thing going on. Listen to this. We all have the image of God. Man is made as the imager, and that's not a word that I think it is, but it is now, imager, or the reflection of God. Man is the imager of God. I said, man is the imager. I believe the world is mad at God because we haven't reflected him well. I believe the world is disappointed with God because we have not imaged him well. We've, we've not reflected him well. Now think about that just for a minute. I can see the image of Mark, who's, I guess, over here in this corner. I can see his reflection Mark, do something, and I'm going to tell you what you just did. Mark Miller, you wait. He put his hand in his ear. Okay? I think that's your, your, is that your left hand or your right hand? Left? Okay, so he just, so he, and he just moved the other hand. Do something else. He went up again. Uh, 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 uh. See? How, how, how is that happening is because I see his reflection through the mirror. I see his image. Well, guess what? God is to us what Mark is to that mirror. We're the mirror. We're the mirror. Do you get it? We're the mirror. Now watch this. The only way I'm going to be able to do what he does 
is that if I can see his reflection, I can see his personality. Go ahead and do it again. Touchdown. <laughs> How was that happening? Because I was able to reflect. I saw his reflection. I was able to emulate him because of a personal, personal relationship. How does that happen? Is it that I have to cultivate a relationship, a personal relationship. The many times we don't know what God is doing, but Moses said, show me your ways. We can't see it because the reflector is marred. It's got Vaseline all over it. If you took that same mirror and someone smudged Vaseline all over it, could I see his image very well then? I couldn't see it. So in our soul many times, and we, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, in our soul, sometimes it can get so smudged that, we, that though we are the imagers of God, we're not reflecting it well because our soul is so smudged with all kinds of stuff, all kinds of just junk that's causing us to not reflect well who God is. Are y'all flowing? Yeah. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4 says, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Who is the image of God? Yeah, who's the image of God? Follow this out. God is the image. Jesus is the image of God. Look at Colossians chapter 1 and verse 5. Colossians 1 and verse 5. Oh. 15. I left a 1 out. Colossians 1, 15. I apologize for that. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn among all creation. So the, the point I'm making here is this, is that, that Jesus is the, is the image of God. Jesus is the image of God. So when God said, let's do that one, that example one more time. Um, where are you at? Oh, there he is. So, so God, Jesus, man. God, Jesus, man. Everybody with me? God, Jesus is the image of God, man. God, Jesus, man. Who's the receiver of the image? Man. Do something, God. So what, what, did, what, did, the, what did Jesus do? Pulled his ear. We saw that. So when Jesus says, when you see me, reflecting. So how do we get it in our, in our minds that, 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 um, that God is mean. Do you, see, do you see in the Bible anywhere where Jesus is mean? Or that Jesus is Godzilla, that he's going around killing people? Huh? Has Jesus ever taken a life in the Old Testament, in the New Testament?
Was there anyone that ever come to Jesus for healing that he did not heal? No. So we see the reflection of, was he kind? Yes. All of those things. Now, last couple of things here, and then we'll be done. Hope this is making sense to you. Did I read Colossians 1.15? I did read it. All right. So here, here, listen to these few things. The goal of every believer is to know Christ personally and reflect his image. All right? So here, here, here we go. Romans 8.29. Look at that real quick. Romans 8.29. And this might be it for us today. Romans 8.29. And it reads, For those who, who God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many, what? Brothers and sisters. That he might be the firstborn among in, many brothers and sisters. Whom God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. So that we might be, so that, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. He predestined us to, do, to be what? To be conformed to the image. So, all right, last thing. Last thing we're going to do. Mark, wake up, man. Over here. Okay. All right. So. So here's what I need you to see before we close out today. God, Jesus, me, conforming. God, Jesus, me. I take his away from me, away from me, and now I can no longer conform to his image. This is the per personal relationship. The relationship is with the image, Christ. The image. And, and, and if I'm not spending any time with the image, if I'm not spending any time over here, I'm not being conformed into his image. The reason many of us are mean and honorary and don't have the love, the joy, the peace, the long-suffering, the gentleness, the goodness, the faithfulness, the meekness coming out of us is because we're not viewing the image. We may be viewing an image as the world turns Or the 6 o'clock and the 8 o'clock news and the CNN and the Fox or whatever and all kinds of other stuff. We may be viewing an image but not that image because this image requires a personal, personal relationship. I can see that image. Look, I can see it so clearly. He's just, he's just sitting here so I guess I'm just going to sit. That's why we get messed up sometimes because we're moving when we should be sitting. We should be resting right now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do everything he does. If Mark Miller doesn't leave today, y'all not leaving. Because <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm going to focus. I don't need to focus on all of this other stuff. 
I don't need to get involved with all these other things. I don't need to get he said, she said, and, and all that. All I need to do is look at the image. What is the image doing right now? That's what I need to do in the private time, in my closet. I need to view the image. I need to look at the image. I need to pay attention to the image. And whatever the image is doing, that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to do anything outside of that image. But that's going to take some time, George Logan. You're going to have to take some time. You're going to have to spend some time. You're going to have to get the clutter out of your life. You're going to get all the other stuff out of your life. So you can now look at the image. Are y'all with me? That's called a personal, personal relationship. Now I can be, I can be what God has called me to be, and that is the image of God. See, many times we're wanting God to answer a prayer, but we've not seen the image of it answered. So we're going off and we're like we're talking like it's done, but we've not seen the image. The image is going to tell you whether or not it's done. The image is going to let you know whether or not it's okay. The image is going to let you know go forward or don't go forward. The image is what it's all about. And we get wrapped up so many times in everything else that's going on around us and we stop looking at the image. I want to leave you with this last piece right here. And that was in Romans chapter 14. I want to always kind of go back to this. This is our measure to tell whether or not we're okay or not. John chapter, um, Romans chapter 14, excuse me. Because this, this is talking about the kingdom of God right here. Listen. Romans 14 and verse, get familiar with this scripture. Romans 14 and verse 12. Listen, this is so good. Oh, my gosh. Get this. It says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. It's not a matter of all of this other stuff out here. It's not a matter of any of that stuff. It says, but it's of righteousness. It's of righteousness. I see him. Peace. I see him. And joy. I see him. Righteousness, peace, and joy. I'm just paying attention. That's all I'm seeing. Man, what's going on? I don't know what's going on around me. I'm paying attention to righteousness, peace, and oh, he's he's he had like he's not troubled at all. I'm not going to be troubled either. Everything's okay. Everything's okay. Because I'm seeing the reflection of Christ, and I'm conforming to that image. So my life is filled with righteousness and peace and joy if you are out of right if you if you feel like i need an and to god right now i need someone else to make me feel right you know you're not looking at the image if you're feeling like man something's missing something's missing in my life i need something you're not looking at the image if you're not full of joy, and remember, I'm not, I'm not talking about what might be going on around here, because there could be a whole lot of stuff going on. But I'm not concentrating on the things that are going on. I'm looking at the image. And, and it looked like to me everything's okay. So if everything's okay, then it's, everything's okay. I don't care if it's in the middle of the night. You just go and you go back to the image. And that's where that script, that song, I've been singing it every single night. You're my glory and the lifter up of my head. Thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. You're my glory and you lift up my head. 
So we're not looking at God. We're looking at the image of God in Christ in us. And that's where we get our joy and our peace and our righteousness. Are you all okay today? Let's give Mark a big round for his excellent work. Did a great job today. You've been listening to the Change Lives, Changing Lives radio broadcast, a ministry of New Day Christian Church. Please visit us at our website at www.newdaycc.com. Again, that's www.newdaycc.com. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, please tell others. And if you ever get the opportunity, please come visit us at New Day Christian Church.